Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The state of Maine needs to be held accountable with respect to the health care workers' shop mandate case. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, it seems like we're talking quite a bit about Maine Governor Janet Mills these days. I mean, back during COVID with the church lockdowns, we had to sue her then. Now here we are again because she just doesn't seem to want to abide by federal law. Well, she doesn't seem to want to abide by federal law. She issued, and her administration issued, a mandate that required certain designated health care facilities, which would be essentially most of them, to require all of their employees to get the COVID shot. This was back in 2021. And if they did not get the COVID shot, uh, they were not allowed to grant them a religious accommodation. The experimental COVID shot, I might add. And despite the fact that Title VII, which is a federal law, the 1964 Civil Rights Act, applies to all of these employers. And Title VII requires that if an employee has a policy like this mandate that conflicts with their sincerely held religious beliefs, they need to apprise the employer of their sincerely held religious belief. The inquiry by the employer is very surface in terms of whether or not the belief is sincere. They can't debate. They may have a different view. They may not agree with their belief. But as long as it's a sincere belief, then the next step is, can that belief versus the employment requirement be accommodated? Can we accommodate you so that you can do something different or Mm -hmm. in a modified way to continue your employment and not have to violate your religious beliefs. And they're required to review every single request. For every request. Every single one. So Janet Mills, what she did is she issued a mandate that said no, no religious accommodations, period, across the board, 100% no. And uh, if you do grant a religious accommodation, then you will be uh, fined and your license to operate your business will be pulled. I mean, that's a pretty significant fine. So we filed suit and it's a several different causes of action. So now the case is sort of in two different tracks. Mm -hmm. One is that the mandate by the state, by the governor, by Mills and her administration is unconstitutional, violating the First Amendment right to free exercise of religion. The other was that the employers uh, that followed the mandate and ignored the federal law violated Title VII, and they're also responsible. So we lost on both of those accounts at the Court of Appeals, but the Court of Appeals... They reversed on one and affirmed on the other. So they reversed on the issue of the state, and the case has been sent back down to the lower court so that we can proceed with discovery with regards to the First Amendment. We had a 3-0 to victory on that angle. On that particular uh, aspect of the state mandate violating the First Amendment free exercise clause, now Governor Mills, after the Court of Appeals where we won, and now we're going through discovery. Now Governor Mills rescinded the mandate. Right, but she thinks that, okay, the case needs to go away. It needs to be moot. But we're like, mm, not so fast. Yeah, because <laughs> now she says, well, no, you don't have to get the COVID shot. Yeah. So she's hoping to 
send us away, pack Put it under the rug. <laughs> so that yeah. we have no court litigation, no court decision, and then she can get off scot-free and then just reimpose a mandate whenever she jolly well pleases in the future. But meanwhile, all these people have lost their jobs. These healthcare workers who have trained and who were heroic during COVID have lost their jobs. Yeah, and so we've argued that the change in policy, the rescinding of the mandate, is neither permanent nor is it irrevocable, uh, that the state defendants have not absolutely made it clear that they will not return to their former discriminatory and unconstitutional ways, and this hedging precludes uh, the, the mootness uh, argument. So they have not admitted that what they did was unconstitutional. They have not promised to never do it again. They've not made it absolutely clear that they're not going to reimpose this mandate. They just temporarily removed it, saying, okay, everyone go home, pack your bags, good to know you, we're moving on to something else. Have a nice day. Have a nice <laughs> day, and then when we're no, gone, no, 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 no. of course, they will do it again. Right. So we're arguing, no, the case should still go forward against the state of Maine. It's not mooted by this rescission. The reason why they rescinded it is not because they had a change of heart. It's because they saw that we were making headway in the Court of Appeals, and we got a 3-0 to zero reversal at the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals uh, oral argument was actually pretty adamant against the state of Maine. And actually, remember, asked the attorney arguing for the state of Maine, obviously you haven't read, she said, one of the judges, the Supreme Court uh, cases on yes. this. Remember that? That was that was. That prime. was like wow, when we heard that, <laughs> and I was arguing the case. But when we heard that, it's like I think we're winning this one. Yeah. And we got a three to zero win. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, the Court of Appeals also said that they are affirming the case uh, regarding the employers, and they're saying that because they said that because of the mandate which is unconstitutional, frankly, but because of the mandate, the employers, if they didn't comply with it, they would lose their license. So because of the state law, that would be an undue hardship, and they wouldn't have to even consider doing any accommodation. But that can't be how it works. And so we have filed a petition with the U.S. Supreme Court on the Title VII aspect. That's pending before the high court, and the high court will conference on that together as a group of justices, the first conference date is scheduled for October the 27th, and we could hear word shortly thereafter as to whether they take the case, don't take the case, or schedule it for a subsequent conference to further consider the case. So one of those three options. And it can't be that a state, like, for example, Title VII, can come in and just remove one of the categories. So, for example, Title VII is a federal law. It applies to employers with 15 or more employees over a certain period of time. And it says that these employers cannot discriminate on the basis of certain categories, race, religion, uh, sex, national origin, color. So they can't discriminate on those bases. So what Maine did is they came in and said, well, but you have to discriminate on the basis of religion. But wait a minute, Title VII says you can't discriminate on the basis of religion. Maine says you must discriminate on the basis of religion. No religious accommodation, period. You don't even consider their religious accommodation. Well, how can a state override the federal law when the federal law preempts all the state laws to the contrary? A state can give more rights than the federal law. But once you have a right, 
by the Constitution or by federal statute. The state cannot take it away. They can give you more. So, for example, you could have a religious freedom right under the Constitution or a free speech right under the Constitution, but the state could actually grant you more religious freedom rights, more First Amendment rights than the Constitution or federal law grants. But what they can't do is take away. So they could grant more religious accommodation protection for employees in the workplace, but what they can't do is take away the religious protections that you already have under the federal Title VII law, and that's exactly what Maine has attempted to do. And who should the employers follow? They have to follow the federal law, not Governor Mills. Well, I guess Governor Mills has never educated that during her governor training, so we're happy to share that knowledge with her now. <laughs> so we have two different aspects of this case going on. Mm -hmm. uh, one right now in the lower court uh, where the um, Governor Mills is trying to just say, it's moot, goodbye, see you later, nice knowing you, next time. It's all about me and my, my laws. Right? And we're saying, no, no, mm -hmm. no, uh, that's not right. Um, you shouldn't be able to evade judicial review or defeat a judgment by just temporarily altering your questionable, questionable behavior. So uh, that's an issue that is on that level, and uh, we win on that if we do, uh, then we move forward with discovery and we take depositions, which we are certainly uh, anxious to do mm -hmm. to show this unconstitutional attitude and action by Governor Mills and her administration. The other thing that's happening is we've already filed a petition. The health care providers have filed a response. We filed a reply. And the Supreme Court justices will now review the Title VII component of that on October 27th. So we'll let you know the developments after that. It's a major case because there's now a conflict in this case regarding this Court of Appeals and the other courts of appeals around the country on this very important and very critical issue. So pray for the case. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.